Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Beamer Distributors Blog Talk Show. This is your show. It's designed for all Beamer distributors across the country to provide you with the latest information, training, and current events. It's a live, interactive show where we value your participation. Just hit one on your phone and we'll open your lines so you can ask questions and share information and testimonials. You'll hear from individuals who are experiencing amazing results in their business and with the use of their Beamer. But remember, this information of Beamer technology is not designed to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or ailment. These testimonials have not been evaluated or reviewed by the FDA. This call is for education only, and no medical or income claims are intended. This call is not put on by Beamer USA. It's just us, a group of independent Beamer distributors all helping one another. So grab a pen and paper, listen carefully, and get ready to learn and share. Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. Hello and welcome everyone to Beamer Blog Talk Radio. I'm Rainy Hale, so you know this has to be Horse Thursday. Today is Thursday, December 22nd, um, and I'm super happy to be with you all today. I'm calling you from a pretty cold, I mean, although not relatively cold compared to some of the other places, uh, Pacific Northwest is about 18 or so degrees here and windy, and I think we're going to get some snow this afternoon. So, um, But I know I'm not nearly the coldest. I've been talking to my family in Montana, and it's about 26 below this morning. So. Um, I hope all of you that are in these cold areas where these winter storms are coming through are, are keeping warm. Um, Cindy, I know you've got some cold, too. <laughs> yeah, although we, we had some snow, and so there's been snow on the ground. But, uh, um, yeah, we've been down getting into single digits at night. And, you know, you got to leave the faucets dripping and things like that. <laughs> and uh, the the horses are getting so many calories. I mean, it looks like they're in, uh, <laughs> they're surrounded by food all the time. And of course, it's wonderful because yeah. <laughs> then they can, they can lie down on their food and they can eat while they're lying down. They're just little tiny, you know, um, yeah. they're little chub masters right now. So um, they're enjoying Well, it. good. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that, yeah. So, you know, we all have to kind of, you know, put on a little extra winter weight to keep to keep warm, right? <laughs> yeah, I rationalize with that, you know, and that yeah. that kind of leads into, um, you know, for those people that haven't may not have looked at the corporate newsletter that came out December first, probably, and it has in there, you know, sections by. Um, you know, sales and marketing and Dr. Burke, et cetera. And uh, there's always one for equine. And you click on the equine newsletter. But it does have some, you know, some kind of reminders about cold weather. And uh, I've seen some things on the Facebook page that people are talking about sub-zero weather using, is it, you know, does the Beamer, will it still work? And the point is, yes, it'll work. It's going to drain your battery significantly in the colder weather and you just you want to keep you know we talk about this whether it's either extreme cold or extreme heat you want to keep your um, control units and the batteries um, protected so you know they should be kind of where you are at your temperature not left uh, outdoors but particularly in 
you know, where the weather's cold like this and sometimes horses are not, you know, they're not moving as much, um, et cetera, you know, being able to increase blood flow and help them keep warm and regulate their temperature, it's a really valuable thing. So um, remember when it's cold that the veins constrict and your circulation decreases. So, um, and it takes longer for their muscles to warm up if, you're, if they're going to be working. So um, femur is a really helpful thing in the wintertime. And, of course, it's the perfect, perfect gift of health for your equine friends and family. Um, but I just wanted to remind people about the fact, yeah, you can use it in, in you know, below zero weather, but don't leave it out there. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. We try to talk about, you know, not leaving it out there a lot. So, you know, not leaving it in a tack room unless that's a heated tack room and then then you're fine. Um, But, um, you know, not leaving it out. And and, and also just one thing I wanted to add is you can do these over, you can do Beamer over the top of um, blankets. So you're not going to have to strip down your horse to nothing in the, you know, 20 below zero weather and um, you know, just to put the just put the beamer on for their session. So you can you can definitely put it right over that blanket. And if people are wondering about it or um, worried that the signal's not getting through, that's also a great time that you can bring out that um, the B scan that obviously we've talked about it comes with the human unit. Doesn't come with the horse unit, but I always keep um, one in my you know my my bag with all my beamer horse stuff, and I I gift that to people when they buy one. So. Um, that's always a good thing to have around that you can actually not only say, yes, you can beam through, you know, use the beamer through a blanket, but you can say, see, I can show you that the signal goes all the way through. So um, those are all really good points and reminders and things to remember during this cold storm we're having going through the country. Um, And actually, and we've got um, Tiff just joined us this morning. Good morning, Tiff. Good morning, Rainy and Cindy. Thanks for having me. Sorry I haven't been on for a little bit, but good to, good to hear from you both. Yeah. Good to hear from you. Uh, um, are you going to get to share some stories from uh, down in the land of bright lights? You, you know, I don't have a ton, actually, but um, yeah, yeah, if it applies for sure. Absolutely. And before we get started on some of that stuff and before we get any questions, um, there was something I wanted to follow up from last week. Um, there, We had a question about um, shipping and returns and warranty returns and things like that, um, and I couldn't fully answer the question. Um, so I, I called uh, corporate and I got all the answers for you. So the questions were um, as far as for warranty and non-warranty returns or replacements, um, since there we don't have our um, San Diego office anymore and things are going through Liechtenstein, um, is the price going to go up if ever we're going to, you know, when you have to pay for shipping for non-warranty returns and things like that. And I hadn't had had to deal with that yet. And so I wasn't under 100% sure about if what the cost of that was going to be. Um, and the answer I got was, at least for now, there is still a warehouse in Minnesota and everything is being processed through there. And so the pricing for all that is not going to change. It's still going to be that, you know, the $40 shipping uh, for non-warranty um, returns and in all, all um, you know, re- warranty or non-warranty replacements and things are all processed through that Minnesota warehouse. So I hope that answers that question um, that we had from last week. And I hope, and I'm, thank you for asking because I didn't even have the answer for that either. So it's good that we, we kind of know that. 
Um, okay, um, Cindy, I kind of interrupted you because I, I know you were probably going to um, start chatting about some some stuff we need to know. <laughs> um, well, I would, you know, um, I wasn't here last week, and that was kind of what I intended to bring up last week was um, I know that uh, people um, oftentimes don't have uh, a chance to listen to the educational experience webinars, but definitely want to point out, you know, that the recording for the last one about the conditioned hoof, is it's in your BBO, um, and that's something that you definitely want to watch if you haven't had a chance to already. Um, but I also wanted to point out about Dr. Burke's wellness um, for December. I was just going to say those are also already in the Share app, too. Yes. And so, um, yeah, and thank you for reminding that. But, um <clears throat> Even though you might be focused on the horse set and you might not always think about um, listening to Dr. Burkas, this particular one from last, the last one for December, uh, his mystery surprise guest was Dr. Heather O'Leary, uh, um, who is a vet from the East Coast. She's been on Blog Talk before. And, um, you know, she's just got a wealth of knowledge. And he went through the entire... Uh, or they went through kind of together the entire year kind of highlighting and touching on different topics, and she came at it from the veterinary perspective. And so if, you know, you might not normally think to um, check in with Dr. Burka about from um, the horse side of things, but for December you definitely would want to do that and uh, and share that with, with prospects as well because it's um, – um, I think you'll find the information, it's always, it's interesting and it was valuable. And so, Rainey, have, or Tiff, have you had a chance to listen to that? Or did you, you know, Dr. Burka doesn't tell us in advance who his guests are going to be. And so, um, I was pleasantly surprised. But have either of you yeah. uh, caught that one? I haven't yet, but I really, really want to. I never get to listen to him live because Mondays and Wednesdays both, I'm at the vet clinic till late. And so I never get to listen to his lives. So I do try to go back and um, listen to, I don't get to all of them, but I do like to listen to a lot of them. But I just, with this crazy season right now, I haven't had a chance to go back. But um, I definitely want to. And I love Dr. O'Leary, too. I've heard her speak before. So. Yeah, yeah. I got to spend more time with her because she was one of the people uh, with us down at the AAEP in San Antonio. And... Um, uh, you know, just a really interesting uh, background, and you know, well versed also in, in you know acupuncture and other techniques. So, mm-hmm. um, I think I think that's really where Dr. Burka maybe got to know her, and that's why he said, "Well, let's do this." And so, I'm always delighted when he, you know, crosses over, as so to speak, and <laughs> you know, gets involved on. Um, you know, because there's so many things that are similar and there's a lot of things that are different when you're looking at, you know, horse physiology versus people. So um, I think it's important to have that kind of perspective. So um, that was what I was going to recommend to people is make sure that you catch both of those, um, <clears throat> both of those educational experiences. They are not, uh, you know, wellness series as well as the BEE. And they're not designed to be marketing pieces, but in in actuality, because of the value of the information, they can be used as such. 
And uh, I think they're very well received by prospects as well as you can provide value to your customers. And remember, you want to keep in touch with your customers, not just when they need something, but you want to be in a position to provide them information. And that contributes to Beamer's reputation as, you know, um, as supporting ongoing research and development as well as education. And, you know, that prospects can see that, you know, we're not out there just pitching sell, sell, sell. Um, but we have, we're actually giving them information that is, um, that is valuable to them for their particular circumstances and that they might not get anywhere else. And I think that really helps to um, reinforce the fact that, remember, we are a registered animal medical device. There's, you know, I don't know anything else out there that, uh, alleges to compete with us that is um, registered with either the FDA or approved with Health Canada. So that's a, a, an important differentiating factor when people say, well, how does this compare to that? So those were the things that, that I wanted to just give people as reminders and then, you know, was hoping that we'd have some people that wanted to call in. Um, Rainey, did you talk last week about the Academy? Because I know that you finally um, were able to attend. And were there, were there takeaways that you had from that? Um, I did. I talked about that last week, and we had a couple other people that, that joined in and um, also echoed how, how great you guys did and how much we got from it and how much information. And, and um, one of the people were like, I couldn't believe it was six hours. I could have listened for six more hours. And <laughs> um, everyone was very, very happy with the the, the content and the way it was presented. And um, it, uh, overall, I think, was really, really great. Um, I talked about the, like, um, the UV wand that I ended up buying that was a, a kind of a, a little, you know, added bonus for me. Because for me, for the most part, I know most of that information, but um, – but it, it was presented in a different way, and it was a lot of slides that I'd never seen, which was great. And But there's always little nuggets of stuff that you can get where somebody explains something a certain way or uses a specific example. Everyone does want to know more about the rodeo, though, because <laughs> everyone keeps asking about to your comment of the um, the stock in oh, the rodeo only working eight for minutes? eight minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, rough stock. And yep. Yeah. Um, so, so that that's always a big hit. Everyone wants to know more, and it's, was really happy to just hear that little bit um, and know that you know because that's something that maybe people don't talk about a lot, um, but um, but maybe we should be talking about because really they are for the most part really well taken care of. So um, I think I think it was just a, as a, people really loved hearing that. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. Maybe it. it let me say one thing, and then maybe Tiff, you could corroborate to say, you know, your experience because you're dealing a lot in that field at times. Um, one of one of the the other things that I wanted to say because um, <clears throat> doesn't matter whether you're you're teaching or you're listening at at any kind of an academy, um, you always find new things and um, new perspectives. And one of the things that I got um, that I really um, zoned in on, if you will, was uh, Dr. Marlise talking about using the cuff near the pole, and what she recommended was alternating between the left 
cuff and the right cuff so that you could get the final, you know, there's one coil that's in the rounded part of the cuff that if you were using it on the legs, that would be the part that goes out over the hook. Um, if you're putting it up by the pole, on one side you want to get as, as close as possible to that TMJ joint as you can, and then if you flip and use the other cuff, then you can do it on the other side as well. And that alternating in that respect um, was one that was really well well received um, by horses and helped with their releases. So I had never thought about the alternating feature, and I thought that was um, that was something that I immediately sent out to all my customers. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell you, people really appreciate. Um, you know, I get that that feedback a lot saying, you know, wow, thanks for thinking of me because other products um, and other people um, often, you know, they never hear from them again unless there's a problem. And so they like, you know, having you say, hey, did you hear about this? You know, the last thing I sent out to customers was the one about doing, switching the, uh, um, um, the diagonal on the cuff so that you had one front leg and one and and the, the opposite diagonal on the rear and it's kind of explaining that people like hearing those little things so i really it doesn't take long you know to be able to share it um you can even take pictures with your own horses if you don't you know to make it be a little more visual um but i recommend doing that so um that was one thing that i definitely wanted to kind of share because um, those are some of the things that we don't hear unless we attend one of those academies. So, um, but back to the rodeo comment, Tiff, do you have, you know, any kind of personal experience or things to say um, about, you know, people I think have the misconception that those animals are mistreated or they live a hard life? And um, my comment a few weeks back was to say no. <laughs> They they work a whole eight minutes eight minutes a year, which is not a bad life, um, and they're not being hurt, hurt if you will. They're pretty darn you know they're they're sleek, and they're well fed, and um, they know what their job is, and it only takes a few seconds, and they're done. So, do you have any opinion or anything that you could add color to that? I do. I do. Um, and so that's great what you said, because that's, that's right on. And, and just to go a little further on that is to explain the stock contractors, which are the people that own the bulls and the calves and the steers and the bucking horses and all of the other athletes that attend, because they're athletes as well. They're specifically bred and they have a lot, a lot of them, if you, if you listen close enough to the, to the announcers and the people talking, they have a long line of ancestors that came prior to them, especially in the, the bucking horses and the, the bulls. And so yeah. when, in order for them to make it to the national finals rodeo, they also have to compete at a level the whole year and show their ability to get to the national finals rodeo and they're voted in by the cowboys cowgirls and you know people that put on those rodeos to make it to to the national finals rodeo so then 
Um, there's 10 rounds, which we know, and each round, a cowboy or a cow, you know, cowboy, I guess in this case, a cowboy in the bucking stock, for instance, let's say the saddle bronc riding. Um, one of the saddle bronc riders wins a round. Well, then the stock that the saddle bronc rider rode, that particular horse, wins the round also. So at the buckle ceremony, if you're watching it on TV or you're in person watching it, they have the stock contractor of the horse that the, the cowboy rode gets a buckle and so much money, as well as the cowboy that won the round gets a buckle and so much money. So each round for, for the whole National Fine Horse the Rodeo, which is 10 rounds, they get, you know, big deal for them as stock contractors to make it with any animal that they have, whether it's a bucking horse or a bucking bull, in this instance, for the round purposes, but then the calves and the steers to get a flat rate, you know, whoever brings those. And so it's, it's, it's a big deal for those athletes to make it. And then on the flip side, what you were saying, they get cared for just like an athlete would. They get special, you know, they're not bucking all the time. In the, I mean, it, they know when it's showtime. Kind of like if an athlete shows up to a basketball game, there's certain things that they like to do prior to competing to get their mental clarity there. But they know the roaring of the crowd, the buck, like the, the bucking shoot set up, the arena. I mean, they see and hear everything just as much as we do. So they get amped up also. And they know what to do. They're athletes. So they get proper care because they're worth a lot of money. If you've ever heard of the Montana bucking horse sale or all the other events that go on around the rodeo, there's a ton of other events going on in addition to the national finals rodeo. There's roping, there's junior rodeos, there's um, um, all-in barrel race, there's an all-in breakaway, there's... There's so many other things, the triple crown that they do, so many other events going on around town in addition to the National Finals Rodeo, the Cowboy Christmas, the shopping. South Point has a whole area, World Championship team roping. I mean, there's just so much stuff going on. So there's a bucking horse sale I know about, too, that are like the the young horses up and coming that stock contractors can go and buy for up and coming years. And there's horse sales. I mean, there's so much going on. So it just shows you the capacity of what the rodeo industry up and coming and the amount of just athletic ability that surrounds the whole essence of the community and what it stands for. And Beamer is a part of that. And and I want to highlight on that, too, because the athletes that make it, in let's say the barrel racing, I'll use as an example, those horses that come that they bring, which could be one, two, three. I've even known girls that have brought, excuse me, that have brought five or six pre-registered in order to come with the with the committee, and they have to stay in stalls. You're not allowed to stay in your trailer because that comes with a sponsorship for you to stay in a hotel, which is nice. And so certain hotels sponsor the athletes, so they stay in a hotel. There's certain um, things that they have to go do, like signings and um, certain appearances they have to go to. And if they don't go, they get fined. And so, and then when it comes to treating or even doing special 
things to the horse. There's certain practices throughout the day, which are like, typically they're at like 5 a.m. to practice in the Thomas and Mac, and they have to, because everybody wants to practice, you know, prior to the next round or if they want to fix something or, or get in the arena and do something, they have to set those times. And they're typically like 5 a.m. <laughs> and so then um, in order to get certain um, like veterinary care or kind or any type of therapy product or anything like that, they have to schedule that ahead of time. And so it's a big deal. And they usually, a lot of the girls do it together. Like they'll be like, oh, well, so-and-so is coming in to do chiropractic. We need to schedule her for you know, these five horses, and then another girl wants to schedule her for another five. Like, so they're there, and they have to plan ahead. They have to plan that all accordingly. It's not like they can just roll in there and do whatever they want and leave. It's all got to be planned ahead of time with the committee and with the, with all of the certain, I don't know exactly, but, like, all the certain credentials they have to abide by. And so think yeah. about a lot of the girl, several I know for a fact, own beamers and so they don't have to do that they can just go to their people like their people that they have helping which a lot of them have a couple people that are helping them or more because they have so much they have to be going to do that via their sponsorship or the vegas sponsorships that come with you know going to the nfr they have people that do it for them so i would totally trust someone that I had with me that is used to use the Beamer because it's so easy to use. You don't have to have special training. You just have to spend five minutes with them and show them what it does and how to use it and simple and what that particular horse might want and need and like. And so it's a really great product to have for that type of an environment because it's not like you could, and they don't, they don't stay in their trailers because there's nowhere to park them. I mean, there's, like, nowhere for them to get in and out with their big living quarters trailers. They actually hire, typically, typically hire um, outside sources with their little bumper pull trailers to get their horses to and from because it's just not equipped for big, large types of trailers to get in and out. So um, it's interesting. It's, it's an interesting and venue. It's, it's a job. That they've been doing yeah. it. <laughs> they do a great job, yeah. And Vegas is a totally different place when when all the cowboys and cowgirls come into town, and, and they love it, and it's been a great place for them to host for sure. And a lot of money is given out over the course of the whole 10 days, so it's, it's a good yeah. thing. A lot of money goes into the Vegas economy too. I mean, that's why they love that, that show. But I think, you know, your comments help people realize that this is not just you know, kind of some random haphazard thing. This is this is truly big business. Um, right, and, and I also people are known, professional competitors. Yeah, and we think about the horses, the athletes on the on the competitive, like barrel racing, for instance. But I know for a fact there's a bucking bull that I used to know um, that has used a beamer and loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And saw some really great results from it. And so it's not just the the running horses or the team roper horses or the steer wrestling horses. It's the, the bucking horses and the bucking bulls that also can benefit from it. So 
if people happen to know, you know, people in their area that are stock contractors that would like to see longevity in their animals and and not having so much soreness. I mean, we know that it helps with back soreness. And we'll think about a horse bucking across the arena or a bull bucking in the arena. They're going to have some soreness. So we know what the beamer can do with that. So it's good to, to keep that in mind. Yep, and we have to remind people that that is, of course, uh, off-label because we know that the horse set is made for horses. But um, once you have one there and have your own, no one can tell you what to do with that. So um, we just need to remind that it's developed specifically for the horse's body. But I agree with you. I, I know people as well because we, uh, we have friends who are uh, – um, they're not quite at the Vegas level, but they're uh, um, they do pretty well as a contractor for bulls. So um, there's opportunities of an individual sort that are not ones that are um, manufacturer recommended. I will just leave it at that. Well, and I can I can share a little a little story too of of a gal that was there if you'd like if you guys would like yeah absolutely okay so there's a it's it's still kind of becoming something but however there's this uh, there's a younger girl that I know from my area that went to one of the outside sources going on around which is called the um all in barrel race and <laughs> she took her horse there and, you know, it's just a lot going on. There's sounds, there's buildings. They have the stalls, like, outside set up in a parking lot. Like, it's, it's really something. Obviously, there's shavings and things inside of them and, and all of that. But it's, it's a lot to take in for a horse that's not used to that, <laughs> let's just say. It's the first time she's ever gone that I know of. And, and anyway, she, she did extremely well. She ended up winning one of the the D's and won like fifteen grand or something like that. I mean, it was a substantial amount of money. And the entire time she was there, she utilized a friend's beamer horse set. And she knows me. I've treated, I've done her horses. I've done sessions on her horses multiple times. And and she's just, you know, she's just kind of getting going. And um, she's loved the product. Still love. I mean, now she loves the product even more. She reached out to me after she got that nice big healthy check, and she's like, <laughs> "I need one of these." And I'm like, "I'm so glad that you've been using one while you've been there. I'm sure it was super helpful for your horse. Do well and and recover and take it all in and decompress because it's, it's a big environment to be around, obviously." And we talked, and she's after after you know come first of the year, she's like, "I'm I'm going to pull the trigger and do it." And so I'm like, "Great." I think that's wonderful. I think it'll be a really great asset to your your program. So um, she attri- attributes her a lot of her success to the Beamer. And so it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, there, there were a lot of Beamers in Vegas. Absolutely. There were. Yep. Well, yeah, I mean, you just think about some of these horses, especially if they're their first time at a big rodeo like this. They've been to big rodeos, but Vegas is something completely different. And, you know, if they come from a ranch in Montana and now they're they're doing a bunch of traveling and now they end up in Vegas, it's, you know, I know Vegas has got that really big, long um, 
like cement tunnel that they walk through and some horses have never been anything like that before. Um, you know, most horses haven't <laughs> and, you know, and yeah, all the sounds and the smells and the different environment and the, yeah, I mean, even if you're not talking about performance, even if you're just talking about, um, you know, making them so they're not going to lose their mind, um, Beamer is a huge, huge tool. No, I'm really glad that you went into a lot more detail, Tiff, because I think it's important for people. um, A lot of people have, you know, they have very little um, exposure. So what really goes on behind the scenes and everything that's involved there. So um, a lot of, um, you know, if you have this kind of, if you were a contractor providing this kind of rough stock, that's a big investment. You take care of them. So, um, absolutely. And I think for some people that, you know, have never been to a rodeo and they walk in for the first time and they see, you know, some roping or some, yeah, the, the bronc horses or something like that. And they're immediately thinking these animals are being mistreated, but that's couldn't be further from the case for the most part. So, um, yeah. I'm, and, and people yeah. were very interested in here getting some more information on that. So I'm glad you guys talked more about it because I know people were really interested. You know, something just to add on to that too, is that, you know, when you look at either the bareback or the saddle bronc riding, and you see, you know, what the that the cow, the riders are being graded on where their legs are, and and it looks like they're spurring the hell out of those horses. But those spurs are um, they're rounded, if you will. They're not something that's going to be leaving a wealth on that horse. So I don't know, Tiff, if you want to comment about that, but the horses yeah, no, are not. They're not uh, at all that way. It's Spurs are a tool, and they've always been a tool. When not used properly, they can be harmful. However, the cowboys are, are graded, or graded, scored is the actual word, but I want people to wrap their mind around they're graded or scored accordingly on how they move their feet and how the action is is done. And so they don't want to be harsh at all or firm or hurtful to the animal because the animal is going to react and then their score will go down. And so it's all a very um, like Intricate a symphony dance. almost. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's a dance. Exactly. It's a dance, and so the horse has to do its part, and the athlete has to do its part, and all of those things that they wear, the chaps, the the spurs, um, you know, the the saddle, the rein that they hold when they're in the saddle bronc riding, or the the um, um, handle that they hold in the bareback riding, you know, it's called the rigging. All of those things have to work accordingly in order for the ride to go to, to be a dance, just like Rainy just said. So... And, and in the bull riding, they're, you know, they're rope that they have to hold on to. They're spurring as well. But it's for them to dance with the bull or to dance with the horse. That's what they do. It's just how it works. And it doesn't hurt them. And like Cindy had said, the spurs are not sharp whatsoever. I wear spurs when I ride, but they're a tool. They don't hurt my animal. They just yeah, are and the, the, I was just going to say that the spurs – the spurs are a, a, a used as a um, 
as a way to tell them what they're supposed to do. It's they're, you're not hurting them so that they react. Exactly. You're, you're using right. them as a, um, gosh, I lost the word I was going to use. It's a, it's a trigger of like, I'm going to put pressure here and then tell you that, okay, this is time to do this job because they know what their job is. Like you said, yep. so it's, yeah. just a, it's just a way to, to trigger them of saying, oh, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do now because you're putting pressure here rather than right. I'm reacting to something that's hurting me. It's not, the, it's not about that. Right, exactly. And so if people are wondering, I, I think a lot of, and I just want to say this in a respectful way, I think a lot of the misconception about rodeo in general is lack of information and lack you of bet. knowledge. And so yep. over the years, I know for a fact that the announcers have done and the committees and the rodeo athletes have done a lot more informing to let people know, hey, this is our livelihood, this is our way of life. We do not want to harm our animals. And when I talk about a stock contractor and their animals, like, for instance, a bucking horse, I'm talking hundreds of thousands, almost even sometimes millions of dollars for that one animal. They would not want to jeopardize hurting that animal in any way, shape, or form. Because that one, it could take one animal for them to make their livelihood. And a lot of these horses that are at the NFR are are that. They're that special to them. Why would they want to put a cowboy on that's got sharp spurs that would hurt their animal and bleed them? Like, if, for instance, hurt them to the point where they might bleed. They would never do that. It's just not something that they would even consider doing, putting an animal at that value in harm's way. So maybe people can yeah. think of it that way, that this is, a, this is their livelihood and it's something that they take pride and joy in, and it's just their way of life. And so it's just misinformation. So I'm glad that we're talking about it. Yep, yep. I think it's particularly rainy that you said that people have called in and, and you know, made comments about it. And you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it, it's, e it's easy to have a misconception when the idea of something like a spur, you know, you think of, oh, my God, that's painful, you know. And, I mean, there are some that, that – you know, throughout history, there have been some. If you go to cowboy museums, you'll see some things in there that are scary looking. But that's not what we're talking about today necessarily at all. So thank you for, for you know, really adding color to people's understanding and to say uh, there's more than meets the eye. For sure, definitely. I think yeah, and I'm glad we talked about too because – yeah, just a lot of people were really interested in that just one little comment that Cindy made, and so I thought it would be good to just say a little bit more because I think it is something that definitely is not really common knowledge, um, that, and it doesn't get talked about a lot, so I'm glad we are. Um, okay, we do have... We do have one person who wants to chat with us, so I was hoping we could get to them before we get cut off here. So we've got, um, I think this is going to be Kate. We've got area code 530, area code 530. Hi, good morning. Yes, this is Kate. Um, Hi, I just Kate. wanted to say that was a wonderful academy. Just so professional, so well put together. Absolutely excellent. And I, I've enjoyed listening about the rodeo. Hey, <laughs> things I didn't know. <laughs> but. Well, listening to that, and the other reason I was going to call in is to say one of the points that was raised at the academy and that you've been talking about 
a bit since I've been tuning in, um, <clears throat> the aspect of the health of the rider uh, reflecting on the wear and tear of the horse. So it's so important to for people to start thinking about their own health, those, those that ride their horse. So, um, you know, why the horse and rider both need Beamer, um, a, a wonderful point to raise with people. And um, <clears throat> listening to the rodeo, thinking about falling off of those animals and all the falls the riders have done in their life. Um, I, I assume a lot of those riders are still pretty young, but still, you, you know, those injuries can catch up with you later in life for sure. So um, another education point to raise whenever you're sharing uh, beamers with the riders and the importance of that. So yeah, great, great. Even when you're not talking even when you're not talking about something like rodeo, um, I can't tell you how many people in the hunter-jumper world have a, a broken tailbone. And boy, do they like to be sit. <laughs> well, you know, I started riding when I was 10. I'm 70 now, so it's been a while since I rode. But I started riding when I was 10, and I was from a big family. <clears throat> My father, a mule. <clears throat> because he said, I'm not going to get you kids a pony. you got to learn how to fall off a horse. <laughs> and indeed we did with our mule. Um, so, I mean, anybody who rides, I think, knows that falling is part of this, the activity, right? So um, mm-hmm. it just is. Uh, that's why I stopped riding, because I had little children, and I thought, I can't afford to fall off a horse anymore. Um, but but at any rate, yes, it's uh, good to bring marry the rider and the horse and the need for a beamer, a great point to raise. And I, I just tuned in late. I didn't even know if you guys were going to do a call today. But thank you so much for all of you do, and Merry Christmas. Merry <laughs> Happy holidays. Thanks, thank Kate. <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right. Well, yeah, you know, and and that is something we we I mean, definitely there you've you've got the the bronc horses, but then also the bronc riders, you know, even if you come off safely, it's not it's not an easy it's not an, you know, an easy off. <laughs> you know, you're you're hitting the ground pretty hard or you're, you know, getting, you know, pulled off with another horse or something. Yeah, so even even if everything goes perfectly well, it is a hard on your body experience. So, yeah, um all of those whether you're talking about the the ropers or the bronc riders or the bull riders or the um you know barrel racers or any of that they can all use it personally too so for their horses and for themselves which is why we always talk about you know I don't think I and I Cindy and we talk about this too um I I've, I've never done a demo at a barn where I didn't bring my uh, my human unit too so yeah absolutely all right. Well, well yeah. we're we only have a couple couple minutes left here before we're going to get cut off. So I'm just going to see if anyone's got any final words. Um, uh, Tiff, any final words for you for today? Well, thank you so much for letting me shed some light on the National Finals Rodeo, and it's just good to to share all of the things that go on and around it and the sport. It's just a it's a great way of life for sure. And the Western industry is, has been a big part of my life. So happy. To, to share it. Um, ranching and farming community is, is what we do. So thank you so much and Merry Christmas to all of you, Rainy and Cindy. It's good to talk to you again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, it's great to have you. 
thanks for that perspective. Go ahead. Go ahead, Cindy. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, really happy holidays to everyone and to think about, to think about, um, you know, health doesn't mean much until you don't have it to some people. <laughs> and the same thing, you know, we take it for granted, whether it's with our animals or ourselves. You know, we kind of go into denial and think, oh, that's somebody else. And then one day it's you or one day it's your horse. Um, and, it, you know, priorities change in the flash. So that's one reason that, you know, it's really important to stay in touch with people that you've met, uh, people that have made said things before, you know, oh, that's too expensive, or I don't need it, or why would I want that? Yeah, well, um, life has a way of bringing, bringing new experiences, and uh, some of them hurt. <laughs> so, you know, stay in touch with people. Find out, you know, what's going on in their life and see if you can help them because that truly is, you know, one of the greatest gifts. So encourage you to um, reach out to people and see how they're doing. And thanks for listening to us. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's Bettina who will say things like when, you know, when she has people that aren't ready yet, she'll say something to the fact that, well, someday you're going to think about Beamer and think that you need it and just think about me when you do. Because someday, something, mm-hmm. that's the exact point, someday something's going to happen to you, your your family, your horse, your something, and you're going to say, I wish I had that Beamer. And when you do, call me. <laughs> so, yep, that's right. So that's, yeah, that's Bettina that always says that. So I always have always really liked that. So, yes, thank you so much for listening um, to us. Thanks, Tiff, for that um, great perspective from, you know, just from a different point of view for, about rodeo. I think that it's just so great for people to hear that. And, um and then that we get to talk about, you know, using it this winter in these cold weather that we've had. And I hope everyone that's experiencing this cold um, winter storm that's, that's blowing through, I hope everyone's safe and warm and your horses are too. And um, please hope everyone has a wonderful holiday. Um, and we are going to see you here next week for our last show of the year, next Thursday on the 29th. So we'll do a little celebratory last episode of the of the year with you guys <laughs> so um, be sure to tune in with us next week um, they're doing some great things on all the other days but we're going to meet you here back next thursday to talk about horses thanks everyone have a safe and happy holiday bye tiff bye cindy thank you bye tiff bye, bye. rainy hey, everybody today's show was brought to you by an independent group of beamer distributors who are committed to helping you find success in your business. We're all part of a bigger mission to bring this amazing technology to a market that so desperately needs it. We'll be back again really soon. Until then, here's to your health.